0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It was a busy holiday, a Christmas week there. Happy uh, happy New Year or happy approaching New Year to you all. Happy New Year to
0: my good friend, Producer Joe, my wife, Paula. Welcome mm. to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I'm doing well, Daniel, and Happy New Year to you as well, and Paula and all the listeners, everybody. Up New Year! coming up one more day before thank you we to yes that.
1: thank you uh from joe and i we appreciate it yeah. we had a great i mean a shockingly good Whoa. listenership and download and viewership yeah. uh last week of the show on youtube uh during christmas week so thank you very much joe and i were just talking about that yeah, i've got a lot to address today um there's a lot that went on some tragedies this weekend we had this uh, church shooting in texas uh, a hero stepped up and, and shot the uh, the killer dead immediately. We have that. We had the incident in the home of the rabbi in New York that was immediately politicized by a sick <laughs> deranged leftist. We got that. We have another article by Joe, a Spygate Media co-conspirator, again, trying to tell you a story, not the story. Of We're going to cover all of that. We've got a really loaded show for a Monday during uh, the Christmas season. So let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Simply Say. Folks, um, as many of you know, if you've been longtime listeners to our show, we had one of our homes burglarized while we were home. Um, It was a really awful experience. Uh, If you've been through it, sadly, many of you have. It's the kind of thing you never, again, sadly, ever forget. On average, a burglary happens once every 23 seconds in the United States. Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the US. What's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security, probably because most companies don't make it easy. That's how we found Simply Safe. Complicated installations and salespeople, come on, who needs it? Long term contracts full of hidden fees, astronomical monthly fees. These are all terrible, terrible for security businesses, right? That's why Simply Safe is my choice. They do none of this. Simply Save is my choice for home security because they figured out a way to put comprehensive professional home security at a fair price in your home and make it super easy to install. And right now is your last chance to access their holiday savings. Our listeners get a free security camera. Camera plus 25% off your security system to start the new year. That's a heavy savings. Simply Safe offers 24 7 professional monitoring, a smart lock and video doorbell to defend your front door, an arsenal of sensors, cameras at every inch of your home. We have it here. Simply Safe gives real time video confirmation to police in the event of a break in, so police respond 3.5 times faster. There's no contract, they don't need it. No hitting fees or fine print. They're that good and they're that confident in their business. Prices start at just 15 bucks a month. Simply Safe rarely does deals this big, so now's your chance. Get 25% off your system, plus a free HD security camera. You can take advantage of their video verification technology at simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. And hurry, this sale ends January 7th. Simply Safe. S-I-M-P-L-I. Safe S-A-F-E.com slash Dan Bongino. Simply slash Dan Bongino. All right, Joe, All let's right. go. So, folks, uh, it's been obviously a, 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 a rough weekend. Many of you heard the story about this this attack in this church in Texas yeah. near Fort Worth, and, ladies and gentlemen, as, astonishingly, within six seconds. And I, I, I only say that not because I'm astonished, but because the media and liberal intelligentsia, fake intelligentsia out there, will tell you that. More guns equals more crime and bringing guns into a church or a school environment is going to create a danger, not understanding that the danger is brought in by the bad guy who's going to bring the gun in anyway. Fairly obvious to the intelligent people who watch my show, obviously not fairly obvious to the dopey liberals uh, who watch and the media people who just want to take away your right to defend yourself. So here is a picture courtesy of Twitter I found uh, with a little diagram. This is a picture. now I know some of you on my uh, audio podcast, forgive me. I rarely do this, but it's Mm. important. If you can check out the picture, go to youtube.com slash Bongino. If you can't, it's a photo laid out of the church. It was being live streamed on YouTube. Keep that up for a moment this service was being live streamed on youtube so there is video of this this murder we watched a murder happen guy walks in with a trench coat pulls out a shotgun at point blank range uh kills an, an innocent victim now in the photo you'll see in which i'll describe to you there is a uh a, a church i guess an usher or volunteer security service uh man in the, in the church by the name of jack wilson this hero pulls out his firearm he's obviously trained Apparently had some affiliation with a gun rage in the past in law enforcement. And what looks like about a, what would you say, Joe? You'll see it on the screen. Keep that up. Mm-hmm. Um, about, I don't know, 25 feet, 20, maybe yeah, 30 feet. 20, 30 feet, Yeah, I'm guessing because the scale's obviously rough. we given this picture taken from YouTube. Engages the gunman, engages him, this patriot, and Manages to hit uh, and, and and kill this gunman, Um, thankfully, before he engages in more of a mass homicide and takes him out right there. We have it labeled on the screen, but that's what I'm describing for those of you on the audio podcast. Again, I don't like to do that often. Forgive me. It'll always be an audio podcast first. But this picture is important. And if you have the time, please check it out. YouTube.com slash Dan Bongino. You can see the, the the photo of what this guy, this patriot Jack Wilson, um, did to engage this uh, lunatic, this murderer with the firearm. Folks, I think it was a headshot at about 30 feet, 25, 30 feet. Mm. For those of you who are, are trained with firearms, have trained with firearms. For those of you in law enforcement, I spent over 15 years of my life in law enforcement. I spent my whole life around firearms. That is an exceedingly difficult shot. Yeah, man. But there are a couple of lessons we can take from this before we get to the just the dreadful politicizing again of this event by dopey silly politicians who just can't seem to remove their heads from their rectums and talk in common sense i said on fox and friends this morning the video will be in the show notes today at bongino.com the notes that accompany the podcast if you want our show notes emailed to you daily bongino.com slash newsletter i have the link to my appearance on fox and friends this morning where i told you this and i'll say it again on my show because it matters anyone telling you that the answer to bad guys with guns is not a good guy with a firearm to defend against those bad guys is literally putting your life in danger. This maniac entered this church with the clear intent to engage in an act of murder right there and would have murdered probably many more people if not for the actions of this hero, Jack Wilson, who took this guy out. Indisputable. The fact that this had to be politicized is really disgusting. But a couple of the takeaways here. Number one, training matters. Clearly, Mr. Wilson had trained with that firearm. You can see if you if I, I didn't put the video on for a number of reasons, folks. Yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, I do my best to keep the show family friendly. Sure, and there is actual video. You're free to look it up. Um, if if you have the stomach for it, I encourage you to do so. Because there are lessons that are probably more profound than the video than just the photo we put up, which is a little more family friendly. I mean, your kids can look at it. There's nothing in there, there's no blood or gore. Um, but if you can see in the video. That he's trained instantly uh, gets his firearm out, you know, uh, hands to the eye level, engages immediately, takes out the target, and right on target. Does I mean he just did what he had to do? He was clearly trained in accessing and using that firearm. Also, that shot again is not an easy shot. Um, it's not an easy shot to make. For those of you who have shot at twenty-five or thirty yards. A, a headshot at that range, were you trained to shoot center mass? Nobody in law enforcement trains with, for headshot outside of, um, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't like categoricals. If there's obviously a suicide bomber or something like that, or someone yeah. wearing body armor, then at that case, you, yes, you would engage where you can hit. I mean, if the body armor is is, uh, is 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 defeating your rounds, then yes, you would. But those are rare circumstances. You generally speaking, train in law enforcement to, to uh, fire at center mass center mass waist to shoulders. Why? Because it's the biggest target and contrary to what liberals will tell you about law enforcement, police officers and federal agents. I was one do not shoot to kill. That is a liberal stupid talking point of which there are many police officers shoot to stop, to stop what's happening. And the best way to stop what's happening is to hit your target. The easiest way this again, I know liberals are having a tough time with the ration rationale and the reasoning here. The best way to stop a murderous use of force using thug from killing people is to hit him or her. And the easiest way to do that is to aim for the biggest area, There, you the go. center mass. Yes, sir. I, I'm again forgive me for the sane people listening to my show who are like I get this so why are we going to because liberals listen to and don't seem to get any of this cop shoot to kill they don't shoot to kill you're just a moron that's just, so training matters I think we can take that away secondly as I pointed out many times on the show as a former security professional myself one of the things most dangerous about a church when it comes to an active um, shooter scenario an ongoing attack is ladies and gentlemen, if you look at the picture, and again, if you choose to watch the video, that's up to you. You'll notice something. The guy walks in the back of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For putting that up again. And almost nobody notices. Now this picture is taken after one of the rounds goes off. So you can see people holding their ears and starting to turn their attention. But if you watch the video, you'll notice he walks in and about four or five seconds happens before anybody notices anything. Why is that? What makes churches a little different than anywhere else if and 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 sadly targets for lunatics like this man? Ladies and gentlemen, where is everybody's attention? Right, up front. In a church. Right. Yes. A synagogue, a mosque, whatever a house of worship you may go to, everybody the, the pulpit, the, the altar is not in the back. It's in the front. People are engaged in prayer deliberation, deep thought. That's what you go to church for, to, to engage your spiritual self mm-hmm. with the Lord Almighty. You're focused up front with a deep, almost, and some people are almost in like a, I mean, a semi-altered state. They're so deep in prayer. Yeah. I don't mean that as a, I mean that no. as a compliment. They're so deep in prayer. My quiet They're time. not paying yeah. attention. It's not their fault. Right. No one goes to church thinking there's going to be a shooting. But having said that, the other takeaway, training matters is you gotta have people in the back of the church with their eyes on the door. I have said this over and over. If you operate a house of worship, you're a priest, a rabbi, an imam, whatever it may be, whatever religion you practice, it is your responsibility to get trained people to keep their eyes on the back of that door because nobody else is doing that. I do it. I go to church armed. I keep my eyes on the back door, but that's what I did for a living. It's a heightened antenna. All of us former law enforcement guys have. And a lot of concealed carry holders, but most people want. You know, watch the video and you'll see. Yes, go
0: ahead, when, Joe. When sorry. I came down to visit you last, I went to a church down there and they had uh they had a cop in the back and uh, she was armed. Yep. Uh and I asked yeah, her we about have it. one and they said it's a program where the they can Martin Martin volunteer county sheriff. And they get paid or something like that. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, some
1: of them volunteer, I think. Some of them may get paid, but the Martin county sheriff great. down here where they they have a police officer there too, a sheriff, uh deputy, excuse me, and yeah, I mean it matters. Made me feel it better. It matters. And mm-hmm. yeah, it made a lot of people. It makes people feel better. In my church too. Yes, sir. Six seconds. Six. I'm sorry, six seconds. This was over. Six seconds, thanks to this Patriot. Now, sadly, of course, these things are always politicized by yes. the left. But showing you how they are I I'm not kidding. These people on the left are actively putting you in danger, folks. I am not kidding. By recommending things like don't arm yourselves in a church. We don't need more guns in schools and armed teachers as if you're, you know, I I say this often and and I, and I mean it. What I, 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 uh, I'm trying to get in your head. So it's obvious now that these murders and these homicidal maniacs, whether it's uh, a school, God forbid a church, whatever it may be that enters these, these locations. If you don't have a firearm, I'm unsure as a liberal, what rationally in your head other option you think is better I, I, I again I'm I'm stumbling over my words here not because I can, because I'm trying to get in your head as to what else you think is going to work This guy had a shotgun underneath his underneath his trench coat. you're suggesting to me with a straight face that you'd rather that church have been protected by people with you to know, inflict a paper cut, You're going to throw rocks? I don't understand like what you think is a better option. You realize to rational people how dumb you sound. We don't want to bring more guns to church. No, no, we want to bring what? You want to throw darts at them? I don't understand what you thought was going to happen. What parallel universe you live in. Now, in case you think I'm making this up, Now, this is to be fair. This is a video of Joe Biden. This was not taken yesterday. This is taken uh, a few months ago. But this is video of Joe Biden leading Democrat candidate for president. Attacking the Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, for suggesting that it may be a good idea for people to defend themselves in a church using firearms. God forbid this is to happen. Listen to this video. Where Biden, who I'm telling you is putting you in danger with recommendations like this, tells you how you're irrational and Greg Abbott, Republican governor of Texas, is irrational if you're even thinking about carrying a firearm in church. Listen to this. It is irrational with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing in the very day. You see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours, they got up to five killed, um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school, I mean, it's just absolutely irrational, it's totally irrational. Again, in the interest of honoring the victims, I am containing my commentary from losing my marbles here on the show. because folks we can disagree with democrats and democrats can disagree with us that's the beauty of a constitutional republic but i'm telling you on this issue with full candor and a pure soul and a pure heart if you follow that advice you are literally putting yourself in danger if you have the means and the ability and the willingness that's important some people don't want to care and that's a fine that's a choice that's your choice that's okay but understand that we live in a, sh- it's a very safe country. There's no need to be hyperbolic or overestimate the threat. The chances of you being caught in this are exceedingly slim. But suggesting to people that it is irrational to want to defend themselves against people like this who do exist, and these incidents sadly do happen, is the absolute height of imbecility. Irrational to want to defend yourself against being killed by a murderer in a church who has a weapon that you can't counteract, except if you have one yourself or someone else around you is trained. Ladies and gentlemen, do not take this man's advice. This is the same guy. Remember, Joe, go get the shotgun, fire a oh, double barrel shotgun, yeah. fire off two rounds, double-barrel, Joe who can't do math, double-barrel, two barrels, fire off two rounds. Oh. One, two, meaning you have exactly zero. Oh no, we just made the zero sign. Oh my gosh! Oh, you here we did go it
0: again. Daniel. Liberals,
1: media matters. We Damn made it. the zero sign. That's <laughs> that's it. You can't
0: do that. Dude, you can't you do, do, do this, that. this over again? Should we do it over? Yeah, again? let's
1: edit that out.
0: I'm kidding, <laughs> Dude, This is idiots.
1: That's funnier. Joe, get it down. You don't have to because you're not on. The, Joe only does the audio, so you don't have to worry. You're good. Joe, have to <laughs> crazy lunatics now. Thankfully, people are fighting back against this anti-gun lunacy. Yes. In a parallel story, but relevant given the news this weekend, Joe, I know it's sensitive to you because Joe's in Maryland, which, you know, Maryland, Virginia is one media market. I don't know if you all know that, but just like New York and New Jersey, there's crossover media markets there. Same thing happens in Maryland, where the D.C. news is watched in both states. So you, I, I saw the story at the Washington Examiner by Paul Bedard. it will be up in the show notes again. Check it out at our, at our website. They accompany the show. Virginians are had about enough of this. Paul Bedard has a story. Virginia gun sanctuary leaders urge resistance to gun laws compared to American Revolution. Listen, folks, Ooh. the long and short of it is the liberal... Um, blackface wearing or Ku Klux Klan cap. We don't know which. uh, We haven't figured that out yet. Governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, he hasn't admitted to which one he was wearing in that dreadful photo. Uh, Ralph Northam has committed with the liberals in Virginia who have now taken over what was once a conservative state, if not conservative Democrat state, have now taken over And are claiming that they're going to uh, basically one of them wants to uh, use the National Guard to enact draconian firearm laws, which will take away your right to protect yourself. Well, Virginians have had enough of it. This piece by Bedard covers it pretty good. How the attorney general has basically said that the counties in Virginia, I'm sorry, I didn't get that should be more clear. Counties in Virginia. What are we up to? I think it's like 85 counties in Virginia have now said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not confiscating weapons from our citizens. We're not violating the Second Amendment of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. What we are going to do is we are going to declare our counties sanctuaries for the Constitution. Good for you. Now, there was a map, hat tip to this gentleman on Twitter who put it up, the map of the counties. Look at this. This is at, uh, what is it, VCDL underscore org, Phil Van Cleef from the VCDL. Latest sanctuary map with Fauquier County and Charles City counties. The green are the sanctuary counties. Now, if you're looking at this map, Mm. most of Virginia is, in fact, green. Mm -hmm. there are isolated counties in black that are now not it's now up to 87 counties 10 cities and 17 towns that have said no we're not going to enact these anti-constitutional anti-second amendment throwing the bill of rights in the garbage can draconian gun laws no thanks have a nice day and i wrote down a little note because i got i got a lot to get to and i I really spent a lot of time on this i'm sorry given my background i feel it's important to give you some solutions on this kind of stuff you got to keep your eyes on that back door of the church but I took a note regarding these sanctuary Second Amendment counties and the Democrats' threats that, you know, the Attorney General uh, Herring has said they have no legal effect, these sanctuary things. Uh, it's a serious question. I'm not messing around. I'll take this as some kind of a hmm. unnecessarily aggressive approach. I'm just asking an honest question to the Democrats in Virginia. What are you going to do? i I'm not kidding. I, I I said last week I gave the you know Bane analogy from that Batman movie where he confronts that uh, business guy and the business guy comes in yelling at Bane and he says and uh, I wish I had Dana lash she does a better Bane voice than me but the, do you feel like you're in charge? You really feel like you're in charge? You know, in case you hadn't heard, Joe, they may have missed this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole consent to the governed thing kind of matters a little bit. Yeah, you've got—I don't know how many people live in Virginia, based on their congressional delegation. I don't know, eight, maybe nine, ten million. I could be wrong; could be off by a I don't little know. bit. That whole consent to the governed thing kind of matters, and the governed—the people—have said, "No, you don't really have our consent. We have this thing called the Constitution." And here is my because it's family friendly, double barrel middle finger with no middle fingers, because there may be kids watching the show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you gonna do? Come on. What are you gonna do? Again, I'm not kidding. I'm not challenging yeah. you to a fight. This isn't a schoolyard job. I'm not Joe, let's go outside and duke it <laughs> out, you know. I'm I am i am not I'm asking an honest question, what are you gonna do? And the answer is you're gonna do nothing. Because you don't have the consent of the governed. And all of those green counties you just saw, 87, basically the whole state, again, for our audio listeners, is green. Yes. Sanctuary counties, firearms are saying, no, thanks. Have a nice day. Remember, that whole consent of the governed, for the people, by the people thing, you may have forgotten about that. You think it's all about you? I get it when you live in that elitist D.C. corridor bubble in Virginia, Maryland and Washington, D.C. You're sitting in the Virginia State House somewhere. That's a little bit outside the bubble but you know what you're doing. You're used to listening to Northern Virginia and all the liberals that have occupied Northern Virginia and you really think you've got the consent of the government. You're gonna you know, the National Guard get them to go to door. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. What man? What do you do nothing you will do nothing because there's nothing you can do all right moving on i got a lot to get to today all right uh, brother oh oh joe yeah you know how much listen now, i i there wasn't a lot of stuff going on this week on spygate and um I, excuse me this weekend not a whole bunch of stuff but i saw this one story and many of you who are regular listeners know how much I have this love-hate relationship with the media on this. Love-hate because I love the independent journalists out there. Uh, and the people who work for like the Daily Caller, Chuck Ross and others, Jeff Carlson, again, mm-hmm. great at the Epic Times, who have just nailed the story. Sarah Carter, Solomon, the list goes on and on. Hannity, of course, over at Fox, who've nailed the Spygate thing. But the love-hate part, the part I really have disdain for, are the media people on the inside who, despite the fact that the whole Spygate thing is falling apart on them in live time. Yes, there were spies. Yes, they were spying. The IG report proves it. All of summer. they're still clinging to the collusion <laughs> hoax. One of the worst out there who has become a frequent target of my ire, not because I dislike her personally, don't know her, never met her, I don't care, she's probably very nice, doesn't matter to me at all, is Natasha Bertrand from Politico, who is always on the wrong side of this no matter what. I don't know if she's just easily pliable when it comes to like moving her in a narrative direction and at the deep state you know what I'm saying Joe they feel Mm -hmm. like they can they can get her to do what she wants I don't know why she Mm -hmm. keeps publishing ridiculous stories at Politico despite again being one of these people on the inside of the media was a known gaslighter, (laughs) you know with the collusion hoax and there were no spies she's always on the wrong side so she wrote this piece in Politico and I just wanted to briefly cover this because remember this Bertrand Devlin Barrett Um, David Ignatius, whenever you see stories from them about Spygate, remember the, the axiomatic golden rule of the Dan Bongino show. They're not trying to tell you the story. They're trying to tell you a story. Not the facts. They're not trying to give you the fact. They're trying to tell you. And you always have to parse out what the story is. So I saw this gem this weekend uh, from Natasha Bertrand at Politico. Intel Probe puts CIA's Gina Haspel. She's the CIA director in a bind. Subtitle. The review led by U.S. attorney John Durham is making life uncomfortable for America's cautious spy chief. Now, listen to me. What's really going on with this story? But yeah. I mean, again, what story is she trying to please. tell you, Joseph, yeah. please, on please. behalf tell of us. the deep staters who are getting very worried now that the IG report is out, shows there was spying contrary to the liberal narrative, and a lot of it, by the way, on the Trump campaign. And now that the Durham investigation is at its tail end that is likely to come out in the spring of 2020, which is looking into the whole Spygate thing and is, is now a criminal probe. So she goes, I'm going to put a screenshot up from this in a bit, but before I get to, it's about Ms. Subba, before I get to that, the whole three or four initial paragraphs, or so without reading through the whole thing, because so I don't want to spend too much time on this, is this. Well, you know, this attorney, this excuse me, this uh, U.S. attorney Durham, working on behalf of the attorney general and has turned this into a criminal probe, Joe, right? He's right. looking into this CIA stuff. And you know, the CIA they were just doing their job here and all, oh, come okay. on. I mean, are we really going to start questioning it? Because Joe, if we do, oh. national security might be there at risk is. because the CIA folks, right, here we go. They <laughs> might be hesitant in the future, Joe, to do their job. So do, do, this is really <laughs> bad for the country. I'm reading this like, okay, what again? What for the, the children? Story she's trying to tell you because <laughs> yes. it's not the actual story. Right. The story and narrative she wants out there is that if Durham keeps looking into this, Joe, we could damage national security because their intelligence people will be afraid of doing their job. <gasps> In other words, Joe, what? You better back off. Yes. In other words, what else? The media were watching you. We're watching you, Dorham. And if you go after the CIA people who got everything wrong, we're going to make personal attacks on you, suggesting oh. it's you that are damaging oh, national you, security.
0: You're scaring me, Dan. Oh, every you're time, me. every time. Oh. Well, and
1: you know, Durham's probably like laughing <laughs> yeah. at that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you really sure? Really? They, I don't call the guy Bull Durham for nothing. Which even in my Trump interview we did on with the, the with the president, he called him Bull Durham yeah. too. That's his nickname. Trust me when I tell you, this guy is not going to be Saul from the Jerky Boys. He does not care. He is not going to be frightened one bit by any of them. But Bertrand is doing her best to send a, a warning flare up in the air that we are going to attack you personally and accuse you of damaging national security if you continue to investigate. That's her sole purpose for this story. Now, if you're a rational person, which again, excludes most of the liberals who listen to the show, but who knows? Maybe we'll crack through their adamantium, you know, vibranium-coated skulls one day, and actually get in there with the facts that matter. You should be asking yourself: We now know that John Brennan had a role in the propagation of the dossier steal information. We know it. We know he briefed Harry Reid on it. Bottom line is: John Brennan knew about the fake charges in the dossier. Right. So you're telling me the la- the nation's lead spy master, John Brennan who was running the CIA, was intimately involved in decision-making with the White House, which we know happened. Remember the text the White House is running this, talking about the Spygate operation. It's clear that's what they were talking about. You're telling me that the intelligence infrastructure was making decisions in conjunction with the White House based on totally false, discredited information without one ounce of veracity to it? spying and circumvention of u.s laws on american citizens happen and natasha bertrand's narrative is time out stop folks don't you dare look at that you'll endanger national security joe what do you think a bigger threat to national security is our intelligence spy chiefs making a uh, very severe deeply impactful decisions based on totally false intel they swore by yeah or looking into why people made these dreadfully awful decisions. Uh, I think it's option one. Yeah, I do I too. I think that's a little more dangerous. Yeah. Call me crazy. I took another note here because I didn't want you to forget. Remember my Nunes interview, Devin Nunes interview with Congressman Nunes on my uh, channel here, mm. which I strongly encourage you to listen to. It's going to, maybe I must listen to ever by, t- by the time the uh, next week is done. YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want to check it out. What did Congressman Nunes say On our interview, during the end of the interview, he was crystal clear that there was no official intelligence used to open up this case against Donald Trump. Folks, why is Natasha Bertrand, alleged journalist, media co-conspirator here, why is she not even remotely interested in asking those questions? Wait, wait, wait. Natasha, very simple. If you write a piece on this, I will promote it for you. I promise. Try doing journalism just for once. Are you not even remotely curious why an investigation we now know was bedrocked in the dossier? The IG report is clear. The dossier was the principal focus of the warrant to spy on Trump that we know with a, no serious person disputes John Brennan knew about now. Was used to spy on a presidential campaign and a president, a president, by the way, afterwards. Their, their operation, no, that discontinued into the, into the team and the team surrounding Trump, into the Trump presidency. And it was all started with no official intelligence, and yet you're defending the people at the upper echelons in the CIA involved in this with your piece? None of those things even remotely concern you as a journalist. Now, if that was spying on Barack Obama, you'd be concerned because you're a hack, of course. You're a liberal hack. You don't really do in journalism. And I don't expect you to honestly ask those questions because you're not a real journalist. You're a fake. You've always been a fake. You're just a fraud. I'm sorry. it's not personal. It's just a professional evaluation of your atrocious, dreadful work. And I don't know how Politico, I don't even know how your work gets past editors. How do editors not ask those questions? (laughs) Devin Nunes has said, clearly, no official intelligence was used to start this case. And you're not concerned about that at all. You're concerned about protecting the people who initiated the investigation in the intel community. Yeah, good call. Here from the piece, though, here's another warning sign here. Again, she's not even remotely curious about Mifsud. Quote, from her piece, Natasha Bertrand. Gina Haspel's plight, though, may depend on how deeply Durham investigates an uncorroborated theory pushed by Trump allies that a key player in the Russia probe, a Russia-linked professor named Joseph Mifsud, was actually a Western intelligence asset sent to discredit the Trump campaign and that the CIA under Brennan was somehow involved. Notice again how Bertrand changes the narrative. It's a total 180, folks. The entire bedrock of the Bertrand Democrat liberal media complex Russian collusion hoax, Joe, was what? That this Maltese professor, Joseph Mifsud, she references in that quote, was a Russian agent who met with George Papadopoulos from the Trump campaign. That is their case. Right. Now, rather than being curious as to why that was said that he was a Russian agent, despite no evidence that's actually true, Mifsud, that was the Russian collusion hoax. Bertrand now has flipped the script to saying, well, you're all crazy on the Trump team because we're reasonably sure that Sood wasn't an FBI source and may not have worked directly for the CIA. Wait, what? <laughs> you're not even remotely curious how you got the story wrong that this guy was not a Russian agent, therefore your whole story was a hoax? And the fact that Sood has known ties to Western intelligence, none of that concerns you. Of course not. Because you're not interested in real journalism. Please tell me what the takeaway you got it there, folks. Audience on Budgeman Joe. Their whole story is this Russian agent tried to give information to the Trump campaign. Mifsud tried to give information to Papadopoulos. Mm -hmm. That story is totally falling apart now.
0: It is. Yes.
1: They have not even reconciled the fact that they promoted that hoax forever. Now their story is this. Well, we were right because we're not sure Mifsud was directly working for the CIA okay unbelievable unbelievable don't even acknowledge you were a total hoaxer the whole time just walk by mm-hmm. it like nothing happened they're worried mm-hmm. about Miss Sud. believe me that's why that's out there too all right moving on again a uh, lot to get through today loaded show war <laughs> twitchy actually picked this out. i love twitchy if you haven't seen twitchy.com it's a great website They highlight some of the best conservative tweets out there. And generally, they poke fun at dopey liberal media people, which always makes me happy. They picked up one of my tweets this weekend, which was about um, Chuck Todd. I've got some video of Chuck Todd. As you know, (laughs) um, maybe we should do a show on this. Listen, it may be a little obnoxious of a show, but I'm seriously thinking, Joe, we should do this. soon. We frequently cite the dumbest people in media. And I have a scale. Uh, Philip Bump from The Washington Post is number eight. Right. Brian Stelter is always number one. Chuck Todd, though, is rapidly closing in on the gold medal of stupid in the Dopey Media Olympics. He is Chuck Todd has had a solid grasp on the number two silver medal in the Dopey Olympics yeah. in the media yeah, for a I long agree. time. Yeah. But I got to tell you, Stel- you know what? Is Stelter keeps upping <laughs> his game like the Dopey game. But Todd is upping it just not enough. So Chuck Todd again this weekend. <laughs> Uh, from NBC. Again, the second dumbest guy in media. I sent this out in a tweet. And that's why I mentioned Twitchy. They picked it up. <laughs> Here is Chuck Todd on video who waits until the Christmas season, <sighs> one of the holiest times of the year for uh, Christians and the Hanukkah season for our, our Jewish brothers and sisters. He waits for the holiest time of the year, the second dumbest guy in media, the silver medal wearing Chuck Todd to put out this gem on his show. Listen to this. This is Chuck Todd attacking people of faith, basically saying you believe in a bunch of myths because you don't believe what Chuck Todd believes. I don't even know what he believes because I'm not really even sure uh, Chuck Todd is a bright guy anymore. This is him waiting for the, the this uh, Christmas Hanukkah season to attack you, that you're all crazy because you don't believe what he believes. Check this out.
0: I want to read you guys a letter to the editor that we found in the Lexington Herald-Leader. It was a fascinating attempt at trying to explain why um, some people support President Trump. Here's what he says. Why do good people support Trump? It's because people have been trained from childhood to believe in fairy tales. This set their minds up to accept things that make them feel good. The more fairy tales and lies he tells, the better they feel. Show me a person who believes in Noah's Ark and I will show you a Trump voter. It, 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 look, this gets at something, Dean, that, that my executive producer likes to say is, hey, voters want to be lied to sometimes. They, they, don't, they don't always love being told hard truths. <laughs> Chuck, you're right. I mean, why else would anybody watch your show? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Joe, you got a Mutley. You deserve a Mutley for that.
0: Uh, Come on. I got one somewhere. Give us a Mutley. That was good. There it is. (laughs) Thank you. That's at least a Mutley.
1: You got me crying. That's funny. (laughs) In my eyeballs. (laughs) That's funny. Right. Juck's right. He's right. But Joe. Yeah. Are we both clearly? He's right for the wrong reasons. Exactly. You're right. Sometimes people like exactly. being lied to. That's exactly why Chuck Todd has a de- listen, people watch that show. Yeah. It's not the greatest viewership ever, right. but it's not horrendous. He, Chuck, you are, thank you producer Joe for that brilliant moment of insight. People watch <laughs> Chuck Todd because they like to be lied to. Now he's got the argument all wrong. <laughs> Do you understand yeah. what kind of a, I mean, serious Joe, listen, Joe's a, a man of faith. We're both sinners, Joe and I, my yeah. wife and I, all of us. We get it, but we're, we're, we we do. I, I'm a very spiritual part. I I, I don't, you know, don't no need to are. pat myself yeah. on the back. But yeah, I say that yeah. because I, mean, I don't yeah. speak with forked tongue here. My faith matters right. to me. I'm a very imperfect person, but my faith matters, and I practice it. You know, the people who go to my church, no, they see us there every week. We rarely miss. I, I I always try to get my kids there. It matters to me. For you to wait for the Christmas Hanukkah season. To do a segment like that, suggesting that Trump voters are stupid because they believe in religious, quote, fairy tales, too, and they want to be lied to. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the most repulsive, disgusting segments I've ever seen. But honestly, folks, it's you probably watched it and heard it on the show here. And you're so used to the stupid sweating from the pores of this imbecile Chuck Todd every week that candidly, you're probably not even as impacted by it as you should have been hmm. You understand what he just said? Mm hmm. You're voting for Trump because you're a religious Neanderthal dope who believes in religious fairy tales and therefore you like to be lied to. And therefore you vote for Trump because he's lying to you. That's what he said. That's exactly what he meant. And as Joe just beautifully pointed out, this is from this hack lying buffoon, this joker fraud. Mm hmm who has told you for years complete, total lies. Spygate was a hoax. Collusion was real. He got the two biggest stories, the two biggest stories of our time absolutely backwards.
0: Amen, bro. And
1: he's telling you you're an idiot because you're a person of faith. Remember this. This has been an evergreen topic of the show since Joe and I were doing it in my basement in Severna Park five years ago. Liberals like Chuck Todd, media activist, Right. His sole Mm -hmm. purpose in life right now is to institute big government central planning. Big government central planning requires what? Getting certain things out of Out of the way first. For you to put your faith in government and allow them to make subjective decisions, you have to wipe away everything objective in your life. In other words, if you believe in God given big R rights, the right to defend yourself, the right to speak freely is a right granted by God, which I believe Joe believes, Paula believes. And I'd venture to say the overwhelming majority of my audience believes, too, Uh if you believe that and understand that, because I know it to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, government's only role is to ensure that it doesn't grant it. That's not what Chuck Todd believes in. He's a statist. He believes that right is given to you by government, just like the Virginia attorney general and the uh, blackface-wearing governor of Virginia believe your right to defend yourself is granted by them. When the rest of the states say, no, no thanks, what are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to do nothing because Virginians know that right is granted them by God to defend themselves, to speak freely, to practice their religion, not by government. We don't require your imprimatur. We're not looking for it. Ladies and gentlemen, On the left, listening to my show, get this through your thick skulls when it comes to our constitutional big R God-given rights. We are not asking. I don't know why you think we're asking. We are not asking for your permission. We don't care what you say. We're ignoring you. We will practice our religion with or without your sanction. We will protect ourselves with or without your sanction. We are not asking. Get it through your cinder block skulls. This is not Sudan. It's not North Korea. We are free American citizens with an entrepreneurial patriotic blood that people who have come here have always sought freedom. That freedom gene is in their gene code. Everyone who's come here has done that. From my mother-in-law on, we are not asking. Chuck doesn't get that. Chuck doesn't get that. He thinks rights are granted by government. Therefore, he attacks religion. Because religion has to go the way of the woolly mammoth. If status like silver metal wearing Chuck Todd is to get his way. So diminish and make them look like fools. Oh, they believe in fairy tales. Noah's Ark, fairy tales. They be- fairy tales. Jesus, uh, wine from water, loaves at the wedding. None of that really happened. Uh, you sure, Chuck? I can tell you what really didn't happen. Your collusion hoax you've been promoting—that really didn't happen. Hey. That was definitely a fairy tale. Touche. That was your finest hour, by the way, Joe. That was a great comment. You were absolutely right. Some pe- a guy was mad at me, by the way, this weekend what? because I call you producer, Joe. He sent me an email. Uh. He thinks it's demeaning. Joe's always been producer. That's not the He's the producer yeah. of the show. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you always me to me. tell you. That's your- I always call that bad. It wasn't, it's not, it's just actual title. Joe's a professional. He produces nah, a show. Don't worry, Yeah, he got it's mad cold. at me. A guy emailed nah. me this weekend. He was genuinely upset. And I, I was like, yeah, I know nah. when Joe's upset. He has never been upset no. about me calling him producer Joe. Nah, man. Hey, um, just a note about this weekend. Uh, I will have my interview. I have the interview show starts again this week. Rudy Giuliani is coming on this week. Former right. mayor of New York City. Personal attorney to President Trump. Super excited. We will be recording Friday night as usual. Get it out Saturday morning. Please check that out. And also, please check out the Bongino Report, your new conservative alternative to the Drudge Report, bonginoreport.com. Please make it your homepage, folks. We really appreciate it. Traffic's been through the roof. It is where we put the conservative news, meaning the real news. We don't link to any liberal garbage, especially anything by Chuck Todd. As I said to a reporter, though, unless it's to make fun of him, which we have to do online. All right. I mean, I All right. A couple more stories to get to, but it's important. Uh, again, just the disgusting politicians politicizing every single moment, including moments of human tragedy where American citizens are lost in attack. There was a horrible attack in New York. A machete-wielding lunatic walks into a rabbi's home, hits a guy in the head with a machete. I mean, this is the kind of thing in horror movies that happens, sadly, in the real world. Um, obviously, it was an anti-Semitic attack. Obviously. I, I, again, I don't... know. I don't understand people having a difficult time with this. Now, Governor Andrew Cuomo tried to parse it, make it about other things and about our diversity and all this stuff. And and by the way, hat tip to Pete Hegseth from Vox and Friends for calling out Cuomo on this repeatedly this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, this was not about diversity. This was an anti-Semitic attack directed at our Jewish brothers and sisters. That's it. Period. Full stop. When people attack people who are black, it's racist. And, and it's clearly a racist attack, It's right, and it should be called out. People attack an immigrant because of their immigrant status, that is clearly a xenophobic, motivated attack. When people attack people who are Jewish, who are Jewish, it's an anti-Semitic attack. You don't have to make it about other big things and diminish the gravity of the moment. What are the other bigger things they wanted to make it about? Well, Cuomo and the hapless, disgusting mayor of New York, failed lunatic, communist jerk, Bill de Blasio had to make this attack because they have to politicize everything about Trump, of course, despite the fact that Donald Trump, as, as Mark Levin noted, is probably our first Jewish president. He was joking, of course. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump, who moved the um, embassy to Israel, has vocally spoken out about Judeo-Christian uh, freedom of religion and the practicing of that religion, both here and overseas. He's fought against the BDS movement. And I'm going to show you a couple of tweets in a few minutes. of so the Washington Post getting this all wrong but who has been actively fighting anti-Semitism since his first day he swore in an office, Donald Trump. Listen to this lunatic, failed mayor, failed human being, I might add, Bill de Blasio, on with Ed Henry of Fox, friend of mine. And Ed Henry kind of pins him down where de Blasio unbelievably blames this anti-Semitic attack on President Trump. Listen to this sicko.
0: An atmosphere of hate has been developing in this country over the last few years. A lot of it is emanating from Washington and it's having an effect on all of Wait, us. Wait, so you're saying you're blaming the president by saying Not it's just from president, Washington? I'm saying, but we have to be clear. We need a different tone starting in Washington, okay, which so we had, by the way, with Democrats and Republicans both in the White House, that encourages this country to actually find some unity and some common ground. We okay. haven't had that for the last
1: few years. But ladies and gentlemen, these are the sickest people I've oh. ever seen. They are, they're so disgusting. This is human filth. I'm so It is. This is human filth. I don't know any other way to say it. You had innocent people attacked with a freaking machete. A machete. Think about what that looked like, what that must have felt like to these people. Put yourself there for a moment, however disturbing it may be. And this lunatic jerkwad mayor is blaming President Trump? Folks, the Democrats are sick. This is a sick party. I mean, a, I, I don't, I don't mean, I mean, like, pathological sick. Do you have any idea the moral vacuum you have to live in in a moment of tragedy like this to attack a president who has been vocally speaking out about this worldwide trend of growing anti Semitism? Do you have, you understand how deranged of a lunatic you have to be? Just to show you how low and disgusting the Democrats will go on this front. I want to, by the way, hat tip, Representative Paul Gosar, who put this out, I got this from his Twitter. I want to show you two tweets from the Washington Post, just 14 days separate. They're 14 days apart. Put up tweet one from the Washington Post to show you how crazy the Democrats have become. Total lunatics. Here's uh, tweet number one. This is from December 15, 2019. Washington Post. Quote, perspective. This is a real tweet. Why President Trump's executive order to fight anti-Semitism is dangerous for Jews. (laughs) That's a real tweet. President Trump had an executive order he put out. Meant to fight anti-Semitism on college campuses and elsewhere. They're, the Washington Post is attacking him for it. 14 days later, they put up this little gem. Look at these lunatics. "Quote, Washington Post, 12 29 2019." Some Democrats urge Trump to more strongly condemn anti-Semitism in wake of Muncie attack.
0: Jeez, Louise!
1: Oh my gosh! This is, re- oh. ladies and gentlemen, we are living in like bizarro Superman land. Democrats, I will vote for these people. I'm, I'm not kidding. And I don't, I, you know, I always try to stay away from offending rank and file Democrats in the country, but I, I'm, I'm losing yeah. that perspective fast because I'm asking you an honest question. How do you vote for these morons? Listen, I get it. I get, nobody gets it better than me. Republicans have generally not been the answer to your problems. They're spending us into an abyss too. I get it. But I am telling you with certainty, I have never been more certain of anything in my life Republicans may not have all the answers to your problems, but the cause of your problems is certainly Democrats. President Trump put an executive order out to combat anti-Semitism that is growing wide and rampant on college campuses. The Democrats condemn him for it. And then 14 days later, the Washington Post put out a tweet wondering why the president isn't doing more to fight the anti-Semitism he was fighting with the executive order they condemned. While the crazy Democrats would not even condemn Via, remember that proclamation in Congress? They voted down? The anti-Semitic, they're fighting anti-Semitism. They wouldn't wouldn't vote for it. Remember that? After the Ilhan Omar Rashida Tlaib incident? Yes, I do. They wouldn't vote for that. Folks, I can't take it. I cannot take the stupid anymore. I'm sorry, but again, rank and file Democrats out there. Do you not see this? Do you not see what is going on? That your party is just littered with morons? morons (sighs) again on the moron thread here's joe biden in the wall street great piece in the wall street (laughs) Journal. it never ends joe joe biden so remember they just impeached the president the house of representatives led by kooky schiff pelosi and that dope uh, jerry nather there's a story in the wall street journal today by the editorial board board excuse me biden's subpoena standard Joe Biden says calling him to testify at an impeachment trial would be illegal. Wait, wait, time out. <laughs> T.O., baby, T.O. So let me get this straight. One of the articles of impeachment what? the lunatic Democrats just voted on, Joe. Yeah. One of the articles was an obstruction charge they're throwing out there. Yes. Saying that President Trump is obstructing their impeachment because he's ignoring subpoenas. Ah, uh, there's screen. There's a screenshot from that, right? Oh, you. So you're clear here. The Democrats yeah. are trying to impeach Trump because he's claiming executive privilege and ignoring subpoenas. But their lead candidate for president, Joe Biden, basically said, "Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to comply with a subpoena either. It's illegal." Now here's him trying to CYA cover his. Ugh. He says, "Joe Joe Biden." Because he got called out for being a hypocrite. He tried to explain away by saying, well, what are you guys going to cover? He's talking to the press here. You guys are going to cover for three weeks anything I said, and Trump's going to get away with it. You guys are buying into it all the time. Not a joke. That's what it's all about. It's all about what he does all the time, his entire career. Take the focus off. This guy violated the Constitution. He sat in the driveway of his house. He acknowledged he asked for help. <laughs> Talk about <So> projection. <laughs> Jeez, makes it Louise. worse. <laughs> He's on videotape asking for how, to, not even asking, demanding that a prosecutor be fired by a foreign country. He's the point man in by fi- firing a prosecutor, looking into the company his son works for. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, you ever, you ever step on a rake? Woo. <laughs> you ever see it? Joe Biden has stepped on more rakes. Remember the Tom and Jerry episodes, one rake, and then they turn around and you step on the other rake. And then the other, rake. this guy cannot get out of his own way. Democrats, make the case now with a straight face. You can't because I'm serious. You're really losing your minds if you vote for these morons. With a straight face, please make the case to me that the President of the United States, who legitimately has executive privilege, legitimately, now you can litigate in court what he has executive privilege over. Fair enough. Fair enough. But no one, even the most ardent leftist, would claim that the president of the United States does not have executive privilege over anything ever. That's just ridiculous. It's not true. It doesn't, we have three separate branches of government, Obama and every president before Democrat and Republican have claimed executive privilege over something. We can litigate in court what you believe the perimeter of that power is fine. I understand that. But suggesting that the president of the United States, president Trump, should be impeached because he invoked executive privilege before getting a court decision on what the limits of that are while simultaneously claiming that Joe Biden, who's doing the same thing, ignoring a subpoena, says he's going to ignore it, who has no privilege at all at this point. None. He is a citizen. He is a citizen. That is it. He is not the vice president anymore. Please tell me with a straight face. I'll wait. Do we have a jeopardy thing? (laughs) I will wait for you to answer to me how that makes sense in your dopey liberal world (laughs) anything you want to double jeopardy Triple-double? I haven't watched it in a long time. A double-triple-double? The quintilla? The trifecta? The trifecta. Anyone? Anybody? Please explain again how that makes sense. Of course you can't, because you're a liberal. You never make sense. And again, whereas on this show we will give you facts, granted, executive privilege has limits. President can't, you know, rob somebody in the White House and beat him up and then claim I have executive privilege over everything I can't ever be looked at for. That's not the way any of this works. I acknowledge there are limits to it that should be litigated in a third branch of government, our courts. There's nothing wrong with that. The Democrats didn't want to litigate it. They decided to jump to an, impeach, uh, an impeachment. But then suggesting ridiculously that when Joe Biden does the same thing, ignore subpoenas, with no executive privilege at all, that that's A-OK. Again, you just look like a moron, and I'm sorry to have to break the news to you. Mirror, mirror on the wall. What do I look like today? A moron, sir. I'm sorry. It's like
0: the reverse mirror on the wall. Probably wondering why you're calling them a fish. Moray. I didn't get that. (laughs) Moray. Eel. What? (laughs) Moray eel? Yeah. I didn't get that either. Okay. Moron, moray. (laughs) They're mistaken.
1: So I'm gonna get a thousand emails today. Don't cut that out Because I'm okay. gonna get emails And sometimes you'll, when I get busted On something I get, get busted Joe often makes these references I, I Joe is I, like the I, Dennis Miller Of producers You ever I listen to so. Dennis Miller radio show He'd make the yeah. Dennis Miller was one of the smartest guys Ever <laughs> he'd make these references <laughs> A lot of them flew right over Everybody's head
0: uh, Me too Yeah I missed that one Okay
1: We're we gonna have to Oh 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 Oh, oh. We're Running towards the end of the show This is important I'm going to start a Candidates to Watch in this cycle, ladies and gentlemen, because it's important. Oh. 2020 elections are around the corner. Yes, and one of the things that always gets in our way here in these elections is people forget there are down-ballot elections. Yes, re-electing President Trump is important, obviously. But folks, there are down-ballot elections. U.S. Senate, Congress, state legislative seats, city council seats. They're all important, all of them. And there's drop off. People vote for the president and they walk out. No, no good. Down ballot, Republican. Like I told you, they're not the answers to all your problems, but Democrats are definitely, there's no reason to vote Democrat ever. I'm sorry. But I do want to kind of start to give some shout outs to what I think. I don't formally endorse. It doesn't matter anyway. I just think these are generally good people. Some of them I know personally. Um, Some of them I don't necessarily know personally, but I know professionally, so I know what they're about. But the first candidate of the cycle I want you to take a look at is a guy many of you are familiar with. I'll put up his Twitter feed and uh, listen, full disclosure here. I know the guy very well. He's a good man. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, this is his Twitter feed. I uh, promoted him a little bit on Twitter this weekend. At Ronnie Jackson for the number four TX for Texas. Ronnie is running in the 13th congressional district of Texas as a Republican. Many of you are saying, Ronnie Jackson, where do I know him from? Of course, he was President Trump's personal physician. He was nominated to be the VA secretary and was maliciously, disgustingly, disturbingly attacked by leftist lunatics, including a senator from a Midwest state who didn't have the guts to do the right thing um, and attacked just relentlessly. And now Ronnie uh, will likely get the last laugh here by running for Congress as a Republican and a strong conservative. I know Ronnie personally, again, disclosure there. I worked with him when he was the White House physician for Barack Obama and I was a Secret Service agent. Ronnie is a good man. And I encourage you to give him a look. Can you put that up again? Cause he's got his website. His uh, Twitter is again at Ronnie Jackson, number four uh, TX abbreviation for Texas. And his website is Ronnie Jackson for Texas 13, Ronnie Jackson for Texas 13.com. Please check him out. Good man. We'll be doing a lot more. It's not just this one. We got Sean Parnell and others coming up, but check him out. Ronnie Jackson. Uh, All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. That was an interesting show today. I will wait for your thousands of emails about Joe's reference. Um, I don't get them all. I'm sorry. (laughs) So what? what? Paula said she didn't get it either. So we missed it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I want to get the emails, Joe. Don't tell me what it is. Don't even tell me after the show. (laughs) Because I actually enjoy this sometimes. And I'm always honest. When I don't get it, I tell you. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, youtube.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. Those subscribers, we're trying to get the 400,000. We'll be there soon. It's all free, youtube.com slash Bongino. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan
0: Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.